What's up, guys? My name is Jacob O'Connor, and you're listening to the Venture Mentality Podcast. Today, we have the podcast guru, as well as the successful online entrepreneur, Joel Brown, joining us. In 2011, Joel was working as a sales executive for a telecommunication company in Australia. He was working full-time and spending 10 hours a week in traffic. Overcome by frustration, he knew there had to be more than this. As fate would have it, a friend invited Joel to a workshop hosted by Jordan Belfort. The workshop opened Joel's eyes to the opportunities the world had to offer and the importance of casting a vision for himself. Inspired, Joel decided to start a personal development website called Addicted to Success. After many late nights and long hours, his website blew up. It received over 62 million views since it started, on average about 2 million views per month. His Instagram page, Addicted to Success, has an astounding 660,000 followers. Joel's ability to reach so many people with this content is truly remarkable. Joel Brown is the epitome of turning a vision into reality. We're going to dive deep into how he was able to achieve this. So take notes and feel prepared to be inspired. What's up, Joel? What's up, Jacob? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate yeah, no. you uh, reaching out to me. And, and uh, it's great to hear that you know, you, you're looking at bringing people in to really share the wisdom. That's what I love doing with Addicted to Success. And uh, it's awesome to see more people in this world doing that. So congratulations. Thank you, man. I, I listened to you all summer and just kind of... Um, I, I was looking through podcasts. I clicked on yours and I was thinking, you know, I'll try it out for five minutes. And I ended up, ended up listening to every episode you had in like two weeks. I just, I loved what you were doing and I thought it really resonated with myself and others. Wonderful. Wonderful, man. I love that. Well done. So I, I think a lot of times the media focuses on the glamorous side of success and they don't necessarily dive deep into the hardships and the failures, but as entrepreneurs, we know that it's, that's just not how it actually is. So I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about your story and maybe some of the encounters, uh, some of the failures you encountered on the way to reaching your success. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that um, sometimes when we, when we have like the feel of like the Midas touch, for me, it was really, I had gone in and out of multiple businesses, every single business I had gone into, uh, I was in profits. Uh, you know, I, once I got to a point where I built Addicted to Success, and that was really my passion. That was the one that lit me up the most. Uh, I did really well within the first four years. And then I got distracted. You know, they say the shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. Well, I caught it. <laughs> and uh, I started getting into some network marketing. And to be honest, I did pretty well in it. We like very quickly grew and, and you know, made a good income and was surrounded by awesome people. And, you know, it's a great vehicle. But really what happened was I, I turned around and had a look at my analytics on addicted to success. And I started noticing that I was on this, like it was approaching a plateau. It was kind of a, approaching this stagnant uh, mm-hmm. growth. And, and that's when I really uh, realized like, damn, I got distracted and I've got to go back in because, you know, A2S is my baby. Mm-hmm. It's my creation. I have a responsibility. I have a community. I have a movement. And uh, that was a big lesson for me, you know, because when I came back in, there was a lot more work to do to make sure that we built up the momentum again, rather than if I had momentum, I could have just kept rolling with it, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. I would just say like, just really be careful of the shiny distractions because you can lose momentum and it's a hell of a lot harder to get back on the horse, uh, if you're stopping, you know, on and off. So yeah, that was one really big lesson that I've, uh, you know, took on board today and I really focus on, just simplifying things in my business so that I'm not overwhelming myself or taking myself away from things that are actually working mm-hmm. you know, and something even greater, you know? Yeah. You got to focus on what you do. Well, um, I've noticed throughout your podcast that you talk a lot about your five-year vision plan and how that kind of 
changed your life. So could you kind of run us through how you're working in telecommunications in Australia and then you start thinking about this concept of the five-year vision plan and then you actually execute it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually was challenged to do a 10-year vision plan. So five years, I mean, a lot of people that I coach, they get freaked out by the idea of a 10-year vision. It's like, wow, 10 years from now, it's kind of scary. Uh, but honestly, it's not. You know, when you map it out and you get excited about what you could create for the future and how it's going to feel and how you're going to act and what you're going to think about and who you're going to surround yourself with and what possibilities are, when you immerse yourself in possibility, the whole game changes for you. You start seeing the world differently. You start seeing opportunity in things. You start speaking up and asking for what you want. You start staying more disciplined in your life. You, uh, you know, you're not selling yourself out anymore because you're on a mission. You know what you're here to do. I think a lot of people do this because they don't know what they are here to do. They haven't got clear. They haven't sat down. They haven't placed bets on themselves. They haven't voiced what it is that they actually desire in their life and, and committed to it. Uh, and so this was the first time I really had this like meaty, juicy goal in my life. I, I used to just write down like little to-do lists and things of that nature. But to have a five-year or a 10-year vision is, it's massive, man. It's, it becomes your mission in life. It's like you start to see the world in such a different way because you live with intention. Mm -hmm. you know? And I started choosing different people to hang around. I started saying, no to the things that I really wanted to say no to and saying yes to the things that scared me, but I still jumped in anyway, you mm -hmm. know, and I saw massive growth. Like I, I grew in leaps and bounds once I committed to my 10 year vision. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street introduced me to this uh, 10 year vision method. And he told me about reverse engineering the 10 year vision. And this was in a sales workshop back in Perth in Western Australia. When I used to work for a sales company, the CEO of the company invited us in to, to work with Jordan and he was there originally to teach sales, but he also taught the vision process. And mm -hmm. I took it on board and, and I was sitting in the room thinking to myself like, man, I got to get out of here. I got to yeah. get out of the sales job, start my own thing. That was the day I decided to create Addicted to Success and go mm -hmm. all in on that. So yeah, it's just, you know, it, it came together so well and we all have the opportunity. We all have a pad and a pen or most people I'd say would have a pad and a pen nearby mm -hmm. uh, that you can start really writing out like how would it feel when you're there mm -hmm. stating I am as if you're presently in that 10th year and, and, right. and start writing it out with no limits in your imagination just what would it look like feel like how would you act how would you talk it, it it's exciting and I think at the start it feels uncomfortable because we're so not used to really uh going in on ourselves that much and really mm -hmm. like going like what do I really really want and and believing that you can actually get it the truth is you can. And I know this because I've seen so many of my students achieving their five-year and 10-year vision. I see most of them are achieving their third or fourth year vision within the first year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy what can happen when you really get down and get intentional. Yeah. So yeah, that was a gift that was given to me by Jordan. And I teach it all around the world. I have my own methods around it now that I teach mm -hmm. to really like deepen it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Like seeing people turn their visions into a reality. I love mm -hmm. it. It's crazy what happens when you commit to something. Like I think Tony Robbins says that a decision is just Latin for incision, which means to cut off. So you just cut off everything that you don't want in your life and you focus on the things you do want and the law of attraction, things just start coming in. Um, I know you were in the movie thinking grow rich, the new one that they made and I've read the book and it's just crazy how, you know, stating things in a different tense and focusing on the things you want, not the things you don't want how it really does start to make these little shifts in your life that all compound and add up 
and things eventually start changing. I think that's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it sounds like simple and it sounds like, ah, it's kind of boring. Cause I think a lot of people relate it to maybe like homework or schoolwork and they feel like, oh, I don't want to really sit down and write out. Like I'm used to using my phone and doing other things, mm-hmm. you know, like shooting videos or, or, you know, just hoping and wishing that it comes, but really like it, it's going to take you what, maybe a few hours to sit down and write at least a draft up a skeleton of your vision. And then you can like really start to meet it out and flesh it out over time. And it's so worth it, man. I see a lot of people that have resistance around it when they finally do it. They're like, I'm so happy I did it. Mm-hmm. If you're listening yeah. right now, make sure you jump in and do it. I've got teachings online and I also coach people on how to do this. So reach out if you need to. Yes. Pause this video and take the time and, and do it. Like it changes your life really. And it's crazy the amount of people that'll sit around and complain about their current circumstance, but then they're not willing to do anything about it. And I just think that they need to take action to see how things change. Just try it out. Yeah, for sure. So how do you handle the stressful times when it feels like everything is just going against you? Because I think mental health is often overlooked, but it's super important for entrepreneurs because of the amount of uncertainty associated with this career. Yeah, it's such a great question, man. I'm, I'm like dropping in and feeling into it as well. And, 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 you know, I've definitely had some times like that some more recently as well, where, you know, we put quite a lot on our shoulders. And for me, I know that if I start to get to a point of overwhelm, it means that there's, there's a few things. It means I'm not looking after myself, mm-hmm. right? I'm putting everything else first. I'm not feeding back into me. The second thing is the systems in my business aren't up to date or fine tuned enough to be able to, to handle the workload. Well, the third thing is I'm not delegating enough. I'm not delegating the tasks and, and handing things out to people that are more skilled than me or that can handle the bandwidth, you know, of, of the thing that I'm trying to take on that I shouldn't be taking on. So mm-hmm. I always check in on those three things first. And when I feel that overwhelm, I sit down and I write out, okay, first thing, what am I doing? What am I not doing that I could be adding in? What can I create in my day that's going to make a difference, right? What's going to fill my cup? And that could be meditation. That could be journaling. Uh, that could be self-development, like making sure I sit down and do some self-development work or like listening to an audio book or watching a video, whatever it is, just filling my cup, going to the gym, making sure that I start my day with some healthy food, drinking more water, all of those things that sound so simple, they make such a massive difference, especially when you compound it over time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because I used to think journaling is like girly. I'm like, ah, yeah. journal like dear diary kind of thing. Mm. And um, honestly, it's such a great way to get your, your thoughts out of your head and on paper so you can make sense of it. And also just to move something in your mind because we tend to loop things over and over and that mm. doesn't help. It keeps us in the same place. So um, also it is good to have a mentor, you know, to have somebody that you can bounce some ideas off, maybe even go to and say, hey, I'm struggling with this what would you do? Somebody that's versed in the area that you're working towards that has walked that path before, mm-hmm. because uh, you're right. As an entrepreneur, you can feel like a lone wolf sometimes and you need to feel supported. So, you know, mm-hmm. join a mastermind group or uh, get a mentor or find peers that are at the same level as you that are doing things, building things like you are as well. And just share ideas and, and, and be that support for each other. It makes such a massive difference because it's tough to do it alone. I completely agree. I just wanted to hit back on that point you made about journaling because I was the same way. I thought like, wow, this is girly, like 
the Dear Diary exact thought came into my head. And but I've been doing it for like over eight months now, like every single day. And you start to see the patterns and the cycles in your life. And you're like, at first you're kind of skeptical. You're like patterns and cycles. Like, no, I choose what I do every day. But then you realize that 90% of your day is just subconscious. And you're like, oh, exactly. And one month ago today, I was feeling exactly how I'm feeling today. Like it's crazy how <laughs> self-aware you become and just it'll help so much if you can start making little adjustments in your life. That's something you've seen too? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it's a great way to reflect. Somebody said recently that the pages will always listen to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, it got me really thinking. It's like, it's true because sometimes you can, you know, you just want to kind of vent or just like let it out and and process it. And you can be saying that to like your partner or a friend or a family member and they could be giving you all their opinions back and it's not helping. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it can make it right or can confuse you even more so uh, i i start with journaling and then if i'm not finding the answers in journaling then i reach out to somebody for support mm-hmm. um, and that, this is the thing too like a lot of people don't think about this but you know as you grow as you rise up the ranks as an entrepreneur it's really important to have a great network mm-hmm. and some people what they do is they'll try and go for quick wins they'll cut people off they'll backstab people They'll, you know, talk behind their backs, whatever it may be. And, and they don't know that they think that they're winning, but ultimately as they're getting bigger, they're also uh, losing out on some great networks and some great friendships and, and people that could have their back that could also know someone that could have their back even more too. So uh, it's really important to always just keep in mind, like, am I maintaining my integrity? Am I maintaining my, my strength in my communication? Am I maintaining my support for others? You know, that's such a, an important thing that I think that, a lot of young entrepreneurs don't understand because they're just in it for the quick win. And I can mm-hmm. say that I was one of those guys when I started, it was like money was my motivation and I was looking for, you know, that's why I got distracted by the, the shiny object syndrome is, is like, Oh, this thing over here, you could do this. And I, maybe yeah. I could build it. And so I'm like, you know, not really like engaging with people I should be engaging with because I'm distracting myself with things I think are going to fill me up. And, Mm-hmm. you reach a uh, like this mature success at some point you get to a level where you're like okay i get what's happening here mm-hmm. and it's about like investing my money in the right places it's about having great friendships it's making efforts when it comes to you know checking in with the team it's like handling my taxes and my finances it's all these things that like honestly as a young entrepreneur sounds like really boring and taxing yeah but uh it has to be done in order for you to really create some great flow and to be a powerful businessman or businesswoman uh, and a human being in your life. Mm-hmm. I would totally agree with that. And just touching on the networking and the mentors, who were some important key people in your life when you were getting started with this? And as you continue to grow, that helped you. Oh man. It, initially it was my mom, to be honest. She gave me a book called rare air by Michael Jordan. When I was seven years old, I, I watched space jam. Uh-huh. Remember that space jam? I got I love so that movie. Cool. I was so inspired. Yeah, so many people do. And this is when Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny teamed up together and played basketball and to kick the monster's ass. And um, (laughs) I just, I remember like being so inspired. And I remember telling mom, like, I want to play basketball like Michael Jordan. She's like, well, you should learn from Michael. And I'm like, well, I don't know Michael. And she's like, well, you can read about his ways in in a book, you know? Mm -hmm. So he bought me this book. And I I remember like getting it taken off me at school because I used to take it to school and read it. Oh, that's awesome fast like i was so addicted to it like i was like mm-hmm. man i want to look at everything and download his information mm-hmm. and i always had this this like 
I guess is like a, a weird perception in the way that I would like look at people like Michael Jordan, right? And I'd look at him and I'd imagine it's so as a little kid, you know, you watch these like superhero movies and I'd imagine like, x-ray vision through michael jordan i'm seeing it's like he's got the skeleton he's got the meat he's got the you know like the the brain and everything and i'm looking and i'm, I'm thinking to myself while i'm watching it and i'm like michael jordan is basically the same as every other player on that court like he's <laughs> as a matter of fact he wasn't as strong as some of the players as in like physically like bigger right um, and he was the tallest player um he wasn't re- he wasn't even the fastest there were people that were could run faster than him and, and there were people that could jump higher than him but I asked the question, like, what makes him different from everybody else? Exactly. And, you know, when I started asking myself these questions and like reading through the book, I realized it was his mindset. He talked a lot about the mind and he talked a lot about like, like uh, getting into like a certain state and like uh, discipline and things like that. So I, mm-hmm. I, I was from a young age that it's, it's mindset over everything. And, you know, I, I just started going out, man. And I'm like, Hey, I want to make a little bit of money, mom. And how would I do that? I just started asking questions whenever mm-hmm. there was an opportunity to learn about creating something. I'd always ask. Mm-hmm. I had this obsession with creating. I want to create things all the time. And I think that that's really what entrepreneurship is, is creating a pro- uh, products, solutions, services for people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I said to her, look, I want to make some money. She gave me a book. So good, man. Like uh, from a young age, reading books. If you're a parent right now, you're soon to be parent, give your kids books. There's just so much in there they can learn. Uh, mm-hmm. And so there was a book called 50 Ways to Make Pocket Money. And so I started reading through that and I, I like mowed people's lawns and uh, I made dog biscuits and sold dog biscuits to oh, family man. members. I was like, you know, I was just doing everything I could to make money. Mm-hmm. And one of them that really popped off that worked really well was I went and bought uh peppermint crisp chocolates and Toblerone bars. And it would go around the neighborhood and sell it like knock on doors and sell it to people at double the price of mm-hmm. what I bought it at the shop. And that's how I started to understand sales. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, they felt sorry for me or they were kind of like, Oh, he's cute. You know? So we'll just, yeah, we'll buy mm-hmm. a couple. Uh, and so I had that money and then I went and bought my space jam poster and then I bought basketball cards and traded basketball cards and then I bought marbles and I was just like hustling all the time. And, and, mm-hmm realize that you could make anything possible you can create it from something small to make it something big and right. uh, then i just really took that mindset on that okay books can support me in my journey and people have the answers you just need to ask you need to like mm-hmm. understand their way of thinking and i just started asking i got insight from so many people if i knew that somebody was successful or something i would ask them like oh how did you get there you know how you're interviewing me right now jacob same thing i've been interviewing people for most of my life Mm-hmm. Even though you hear on Addicted to Success, Addicted to Success podcast is like four years old. I was interviewing way before that. I used to interview yeah. on radio. I was interviewing major label recording artists. Mm-hmm. You know, and then before that, I was interviewing uh, people that I'd meet randomly here and there. And then I'd interview my parents and I'd interview, you know, like kids at school. It just like was always an interview for me to understand. I, was, I had this curious mind. I still do to this day. So that's what I say is just really be curious and, and just know that so many people out there, uh, if you see them walking the talk, they know something that you don't know. And there's something there that you can learn from them. I'm not mm-hmm. saying go and learn from absolutely everybody because some people will give you bad advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just watch and see, does that person align with my values? Do they have the things that I desire to achieve? Because the more you can learn from them, 
the less mistakes you're going to make along the way because you have better intel, better insight on how to, how to play the game better. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with that. And one of the things that kind of got me started on this path was the question, what separates a regular person from being a world-class athlete or a world-class businessman? And I was like, we all, we're all the same, but like, why are these people different? And so I just turned 18 and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, I want to be able to like figure this out on my own. Like I want to talk to these successful people. And so I was like, I need a platform to do this. So here I am talking to you, learning from you. I've got eight more interviews coming up. Like I'm so, I'm so enthralled with learning from people and the way that they've done it. And it's just so inspiring to hear your story. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, this is what it is, man. This is really what it is. I remember reading a book. uh, It's called Peak by Anders Ericsson. And there's a part in the book that says that the thing that separates the super successful from just your everyday people is the fact that the super successful have an adaptive mind, right? They, they're accustomed to adaptability, mm-hmm. which means that no matter what situation they're throwing in, they believe that they have the resources within them and mm-hmm. outside of them to make anything possible. Right. You know, this is huge. This is absolutely huge to be able to do that, to really be able to, you know, just turn whatever you, whatever problem into, you know, the, a pathway to turn a mess into a message and then put it out there. Like this is such a game changer Mm-hmm. and this is a practice everything mm-hmm. is a practice you don't get to that level without practicing just as much as michael jordan and lebron james and you know like you with your podcast it's it's all practice you weren't freaking amazing right at the start but you develop these skills over time and mm-hmm. that's what i would say from just my understanding of all these people that I, even i've interviewed you know people like tony robbins and gary vaynerchuk and grant cardone mm-hmm. and simon sinek they all practiced. They all have a story of where they started. They didn't start as superstars. They built their way up. And, and it's not like, I think people have like this weird twisted perception of they see it and they go, it's going to happen in like two, two months. And I mean, it'd be amazing if it could. And you can grow a lot in a two month time span when you're very disciplined and committed to your vision. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's like the, it's the thing like each and every day, it's you like committing to your, your vision. It's you, showing up and committing to your habits it's you speaking up it's you reaching out to people for support it's you trying new things it's all these things that builds you up to that level where you have that superstar status but you know most people don't want to look at it in that way because they want it right now and uh there is no hack or algorithm you know there is no hack or algorithm to it it really just is that you've got to be committed to your craft Mm -hmm. i i mean like that's just so refreshing to hear because for people that are where I am, they're just getting started. And then I'm looking at you right now. It's like, I, like, I can't picture myself getting to where you are, but I have hopes to get to somewhere like that. So it's just refreshing to hear you say that it is a process. You just got to take it step by step and you'll get there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the thing is, we've got to remember like everyone's at different points in their journey and not everybody's path is exactly the same. I think that's a beautiful thing. It means that we don't need to compare to each other. It means that we can just find answers from each other and support each other and, and do what we're here to do. I really believe that we were created for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, your life has a purpose, man. We're not just dancing with our DNA. We actually here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, it's beautiful when you can commit to your vision and really make this happen. It's, this success thing is available to everyone. And it's just a matter of being dedicated and committed to your craft. And it's also about serving and sharing with the world too, because, 
And I don't just say that to be like fancy, like, oh, it's about impact. It, it mm. really does work in this way. And also like, if you know that what you're doing has meaning and it brings value into the world, you by default through your nature want to do even better. So there's so much growth in that. It's like, if I've been able to get people these results mm. and this is playing at like level two, imagine what I can do at level 10, right? Like you start yeah. getting really, we say addicted to success. It's like you do, you get addicted to that. Like, how do I grow more? How do I serve more? And how do I really have a, a wider impact in this world? And, you know, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen other people I've worked with as well. That's just grown in their space in a short amount of time because they're dedicated to really bringing more value than they ever imagined. And just the side effect of that is amazing. People get amazing results. And then you mm -hmm. as an individual start to really understand that you have massive value and it's funny, I've seen like, I've seen two sides. I've seen one side where like the ego is in play and then people are like giving, giving, giving for the mm -hmm. sake of like building their name. And then I see the other side where I know that they're coming from a place you can see they're giving because they genuinely care. And, I, and mm -hmm. I've watched it over the years and I've seen them go like this and I've seen the ones that were doing it for the sake of significance. They, they're not happy. Like I, I have conversations with these, I see they're not genuinely happy and they're always trying to bounce around to find a better thing person that's serving from a place of genuine genuinity and really do care they are constantly growing expanding filling their cup their network is getting bigger their net worth is getting bigger and they're also like reporting back saying how fulfilled they really are mm -hmm. um, so that's really the key is like make sure that you're giving in the right space that's really aligned with you otherwise mm -hmm. you're just doing it for the sake of significance and uh, you wind up short you know you end up feeling unfulfilled if you do it that way Wow, man, that's deep. I truly believe that if your mission is bigger than yourself, then something great's going to happen. And so that that just that's deep. I'm glad you said that, so everyone could hear yeah, it. Just make sure it's your mission, right? Because some people adopt other people's missions, thinking that's going to be the answer. But like, really mm -hmm. get clear. And I mean, like, map out your vision and look at it all. Like, what do I really want in life? Not what do I just what do I want, but what do I really want? And getting mm -hmm. really clear on that, you know. And uh, that's what happened for me. It's like I said, I started a few businesses before and that was great, did well, but I wasn't fully fulfilled. And then when I started Addicted to Success, it was only when I mapped out my vision and got clear on what I really wanted to create and I connected the dots. That's when I was like, okay, I can run full force of this because this is fully aligned. Yes. So I, I just have to know a little bit off this topic that we we're talking about. What is it like talking to all these highly successful people? I mean, you've interviewed Grant Cardone, Jay Shetty, Tony Robbins, and the list goes on and on. What's it like? How did you get connected with them? Uh, look, man, they're, they're just like you and me. You know, some have been doing it for longer. Uh, some have uh, an amazing team around them. And, and I definitely don't want to take away from their talent. They're all talented for sure. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, they did all the things that I mentioned before, like they're committed to their craft, they're you know, focused on skill development, they keep forging forward and putting stuff out there to the point where they start going, okay, cool. I believe this now. It's not just like I'm waiting for the belief, but I'm actually building upon the belief. Mm -hmm. uh, they're committed to their habits. Uh, they're aligned with their values. You know, these are all the things that I see. And it's like, I could keep looking at people like that and going like, where's the clues? It's already there. We already know it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a matter of like really committing and I think, I think they're awesome people. I think they're really playing their part. Uh, I think you've got to ask yourself at some point, like even be, being a person that interviews, it's like, do you want to always be the person that interviews or do you want to be the person that's getting interviewed? Mm -hmm. 
right? You got to look at like, how do I want to scale? Like, where's my business going to go? Where's my brand going to go? What kind of impact do I have? And that's not to take away from anyone that does podcasts. I do podcasts, Mm -hmm. but you've got to look at it. Like what position would I really love to play? If, if I could really get to the place that that I desire most. And so like forge forward and keep working towards that. Mm-hmm. And just know it's one day at a time. It doesn't happen, you know, overnight. So, uh, yeah, I, I see these guys are amazing. I get so many amazing insights. I think uh, the thing that you've got to be careful of is you don't want to be the patchwork of other people's opinions, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you have people that say certain things about you. And I know these guys that are playing at a high level, they have that. They have haters. They have people that are, um, you know, saying certain things about how they should do their business and who they should be. Uh, but ultimately, I think the thing that really like keeps them at a high level is the fact that they are maintaining who they are throughout whatever they're going through. They just know like no matter what the chaos is, they're still maintaining who they are. And I really respect that about them. I learned so much in that space around like how do I stay aligned with who I am? And I know that I'm not competing. I'm just collaborating with these people. So that would be my takeaway, I'd say, from interviewing these amazing legends. Oh, man, the wisdom is definitely there. That was awesome. So, Joel, for anyone that wants to reach out to you, where can we find you online? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at I am Joel Brown is my Instagram handle. Uh, You can also hit me up on Facebook. Just type in Joel Brown. I'll be there near the top. Uh, And also, I am JoelBrown.com is my website. You'll see I have some cool free offerings there if you want to go there and check it out. I have Mm -hmm. a book called The Formula, The Secret Ingredients of Online Success, which I wrote quite a few years ago which is just mm-hmm. the breakdown of how I build addicted to success to 200 million views, uh, website views reached like 11 million, some YouTube plays, mm-hmm. uh, 3.5 million plays and downloads on the podcast. And so I just go into how I really built the base of addicted to success. And you can follow that step by step. If you're serious about building uh, you know, a successful mm-hmm. website online. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you are serious about building something like Joel's done, I definitely recommend checking out this stuff. And I'll put the links to that in the description whenever I post this. Um, so, Joel, we're almost out of time. But before you go, I have one last question. But first, a little bit of background. When you die, the only thing that matters is the difference that you made on this earth. So with that being said, what do you want your legacy to be? How do you want to be remembered? Now, you know what? The biggest thing for me is it's about how do people feel right now? It's not so much how do they feel when I left? It's like, what am I doing right now to make a difference? And not only that, it's am I creating a ripple effect? Am I inspiring people to step up more? Because mm-hmm. I can't do this by myself. So legacy, I'm not so so big on in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do definitely when it comes to my children, I want to make sure that they uh, have the knowledge they need to, they have the support to be fully in alignment with who they are here to be. And uh yeah. And for them to also really just in whatever they decide to do, be the inspiration in their space by leading by example, you know, there's a lot of talkers out there. So I just say like really walk the walk because that's what truly inspires people and leaves a ripple effect in this world. 